0: Welcome to Community Connections with Children's Services Council of St. Lucie County. I am just one of your hosts, Sean Boyle. With me is Ashley Mock. And welcome to the half-hour radio program that airs every Sunday on 104.5 The Flame at 10 a.m., our great partner. And I say that because right now we are in the WLX St. Lucie Public school studio, because once a month, this little radio program that airs every Sunday on 104 by the Flame also becomes a TV show thanks to the wonderful partnership with St. Lucie Public Schools. And you can find this show if you're a radio listener and you're wondering what we look like. You can find this show on your major uh, cable providers, but you can also, and this is how I reference or access all the great programming on WLX TV. I go to YouTube. I look up WLX St. Lucie. You can see all the broadcasts that they do, including this show, of which some of those videos go back, believe it or not, actually nine years.
1: A long time.
0: You are still in high school.
1: Vintage. They're vintage episodes
0: <laughs> of the <this> show. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It's all about connecting you, the listener and viewer, to resources and things that are available in our great community we call St. Lucie County. Now, we at the Children's Services Council, not media professionals. <laughs> no. I think we established that already. <laughs> but what we do at the Children's Services Council is five things for our community. And those five things are, one, making sure every baby is a healthy baby. Two, stopping child abuse before it happens. Three, keeping kids off the streets, foreshadowing. We're going to talk a lot about that topic. (laughs) Four, keeping kids in school. And five, keeping kids off drugs, alcohol, and other risky behaviors by funding developing programs and systems of care that last year reached over 30,000 of St. Lucie County children.
1: And obviously, this show is a great place to learn more about them. But we have lots of different ways that you can get information about our programs. Our website is a great one. It's C-S-C-S org. I'm going to say that again. org. And I'm going to tell you ahead of time today that we're going to talk about a lot of resources today. And if there's one that you don't quite catch numbers or information or whatever, All of the information you can find on our website. So it's very easy to navigate. You'll just look for the program. Uh, Sean said already, keeping kids off the street is kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, But you can find all of that information on our website. We also share a lot of information on our Facebook page, whether it is something fun that our programs have been up to, especially this summer, um, upcoming events. That could involve the whole family, or just fun information that we think is relevant to parents and kids in our community. So, Facebook is also a great place to follow us.
0: And if you're like Sean, Ashley, I I'm more. 30 years and younger. <laughs> what is Facebook? We are also on, that's a joke, there, folks. We are also on Instagram. Just look up St. Lucie CSC. We love our acronyms in the nonprofit world. St. Yes. Lucie, CSC, and you can follow us on Instagram. That's right. Which has a little bit different personality than Facebook.
1: A little bit. It's more like behind the scenes, fun stuff we do in the office. Facebook more...
0: is geared towards the people we went to high school with. I'm just <laughs> right. kidding. I'm just kidding, right. folks. Right, <laughs> but, uh, and And I will say... If, if you want to find out the information, as Ashley mentioned, you can go to our website. We have these fancy program guides, so which fancy. if you're on the radio show, you can't see, but on the TV show, I'm, I'm holding up. We can bring these to your church, your business, your place of worship, and I can, we can even take it up a notch. If you'd like for us to present in a fun, but oh. yet informative way, just give us a call. We actually do answer phones at <laughs> 772-408-1100, Ask for Ashley or myself and we can come out and talk to you not only about the resources, but kind of like the state of the child in St. Lucie County.
1: Yeah, what great foreshadowing that you know, was.
0: I am nothing but down with my segues. What a
1: segue. <laughs> so speaking of, we actually have a really fun event coming up that's going to be at the end of September, um, and not, not really something that we've done before. We're kind of blending two of our events together,
0: I feel like. COVID made us take a look <laughs> at our events yeah. and what we're doing and... We kind of recalibrated.
1: Yeah, and I I think this is going to be a really cool opportunity. We are, one of the fun things that I think you and I get to do is give awards, recognize special people in the community that are really doing work that benefits children and their families. And so that's a big part of this event. Um, But the other part of the event is kind of what you mentioned, like a state of the child, like an update on where we are in our community, how the work that our programs are doing is impacting youth and trends, and you know the things, the data that we pay attention to. So, I think it's a really cool opportunity for people to kind of get a perspective, a different perspective, if you will, about what's happening in our programs, in our agencies. But then also get to recognize some of the people that do the really hard work
0: yeah. in those programs. So, as well. the, the event is on September 29th. It's a partnership with the Chamber of Commerce of St. Lucie County. I should say the St. Lucie Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a luncheon. It's from 1130 to 1, again, on September 29th, which I'm 90% sure is a Thursday. I believe so. Um, and it's going to be at the Indian River State College Pruitt Campus, which is the St. Lucie Campus, and their STEM building, which is a phenomenal room Beautiful if you've never room. been into it. But we hope that you would think about joining us. Registration right now is available on Facebook. On Facebook, um, You can look through it through our Facebook page because we've just become friends on Facebook. <laughs> Um, and also through the chamber. And like you said, excited to be there. And what's kind of fun about this, and, and this was really kind of your brainchild, uh, because we used to do this event with our outstanding youth awards. Yeah. And so we, we give out these five scholarships a year mm-hmm. to kids that volunteer or uh, show leadership in our programs. And then we, you know, reluctantly get the kids up to speak <laughs> and then we invite the adults and give out the awards. But, as you can imagine, the kids weren't super excited about speaking in front of a bunch of adults that they don't, do, that they don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we started giving the awards out at their program so they can be celebrated by their peers. But we needed a way to give out these awards. So thankfully for our partnership with the Chamber of Commerce, we found a way to do that.
1: Yeah, so we are excited about it. And we'll obviously keep talking about it on upcoming shows Um, radio and TV, Um, but if you want to come join us at that event, registration is open now um, on
0: Facebook. And I should say we led off with this show that if you're watching this on TV because of our partnership with St. Lucie Public Schools and WLX TV, which we're forever grateful for, (laughs) if you're watching and you're like, you know, this is kind of entertaining or (laughs) this might help me sleep at night, Uh, not only is it a radio program, but you can also download the podcast version of this show so that you never miss and are always in the know. Just look up Community Connections with Children's Services Council and all the major podcast platforms. Yes. So I don't know if you know, Ashley, um, school's starting. I
1: do. I have three children. I, I felt like I had to
0: like ease into that just in case.
1: <laughs> I have three children. I am acutely aware that school's starting. And actually, we are in the studio on Tuesday.
0: The day before. School, yes.
1: school starts tomorrow. There's a
0: little crowded downstairs. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
1: So, no, I am acutely aware that school is starting. I have a divided household. One very excited child Two mediocre middle schoolers <laughs> a little ambivalent
0: about the younger one school. is the excited one right so excited that totally tracks <laughs> yeah. i get that <laughs> so excited uh, so i do not have uh st lucy public school children
1: but you do because have a they're teacher. older now
0: and they're in college but i do have a teacher you do. in the household my wife so <laughs> she's excited to go back to school but before we get to talking about school And what kids do after school, a (laughs) little foreshadowing again there, folks. Uh, Let's talk about the end of summer. Yes. So uh, we've talked about this in the past. All of our after-school programs turn into summer programs, just like Transformers. (laughs) And then we fund additional uh, summer offerings in the summer. I believe we had 30 summer camps running that were sponsored by the Children's Services Council. And the importance of being sponsored by the Children's Services Council is that, one, you know that they're all background screened safety first but also they are emphasizing uh literacy and or mathematics in those camps if not vocational exploration for the teens because no teen's gonna let's do math homework <laughs> so uh, i'm happy to say we track those outcomes and as of uh today this week anyway 89 percent of the kids that participate in our summer camps increase their literacy and or math skills yeah,
1: which is huge which is
0: huge yeah. which is huge and we're still getting numbers in we're hoping to tick above that 80 percentage and get into the 90s.
1: Yeah. And I just want to make a quick mention. I know Obviously, when we talk about younger kids participating in those summer camps, you mentioned we they either focus on academic improvement or literacy or, or what it is. Um, I had the opportunity for the first time; my daughter participated in the career exploration side of um, things. Well aware of that. Um, and Sean got to give her her first paycheck this I summer. I got to give
0: her grief at the program. She <laughs> that, tried to hide when I said, "Where's Maya?" At? and she's like, shrank. That
1: too. But I, I just I just wanted to say it's such a cool. Experience to watch your kid kind of grow up through that. Um, some of the things that she was able to do this summer through the program that she did at Boys and Girls Club, their workforce readiness program, um, she got to learn about different career opportunities. She she got to experience some of them. Um, they worked hard they all totally summer part long. Yes. She made more money this summer than I did. <laughs> so, I, hey, she bought her own school shoes. So that's a big deal.
0: I need to clarify that for our listeners. <laughs> no, she did I mean, not make more money than you did during I mean, the summer. you
1: know, she made extra money. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but she did. She paid for her own back-to-school shoes. That was a big deal. So very I, I, cool experiences that they were and, able to have. And
0: I went to two events that were held at the Boys and Girls Club Westside, uh, a couple of chamber events, and all those teens were yeah, working that program. They did a good job. And I will say, uh, as you mentioned, I was invited to go out there The first day that they got checks, which was kind of cool. Very cool. I gave your daughter love (laughs) and a hard time at the same time. But uh, I did ask a bunch of the kids, um, because they were getting checks for the first time, I said, What are you doing with this money? And all of them said they were saving it. They were either saving it for school clothes or saving it to help their families out, which really, I gotta be honest with you, it kind of touched me a little bit because. I think if my son got money, he'd be like, family what? <laughs> Sorry, <I'm>, Dad. <laughs> I already spent it. I'm just kidding. So, so it was very exciting. And before we talk to about after school and what families are doing when their kids, when that school bell rings, uh, the summer provided lots of opportunities. And one of those opportunities kind of came to fruition or, or came to a showcase, if you will, just last week. Yeah. And that's ended. Uh, summer program, which, if you're not familiar with End It, is an after-school program, that we're probably going to mention again, uh, an after-school program primarily designed for middle school and high school students uh, that obviously worked on academics and all that stuff, but really focuses on the arts, particularly performances. Mm-hmm. So whether it be music, but it's mostly acting and developing scripts and sets and all yeah. that stuff. So we partnered with them this summer to buy the rights for... Is that Am I saying that right? Yeah. The rights for... I should just stop talking, let you explain <laughs> this. Buy the rights for a high school musical. And if you're not familiar with that what that is, if you have anybody twenty years or younger they in your household not, ask them what high school musical is, they'll be aware. Uh, Zach Efron's, you know, start or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was it was very popular about fifteen years
0: ago. <laughs> so so they put on high school musical. musical. At the Sunrise Theater last week, um, and it involved, that's their, that was their project in the summer. Yeah, They learned the script, they, they partnered for the sets, the singing, the dancing, the lighting, all that, and it was an amazing performance.
1: I'm so bummed that I missed it. I know that you know how sad I am that I, I know. missed it. Uh, but I think one of the really cool things that they also got to do was that they partnered with other summer programs. So... They um, a big piece of you know high school football, which a lot of the storyline focuses on, is the band and the drumline, and they were able to bring in the Future Generations drumline to perform a huge part yes. in the show. Um and then it off. They also enlisted the help of Project Lift to build a lot of the sets, and so I think that's a really cool um, kind of showcase of the different the different focuses of some of our after-school and summer programs, and it also shows the kids a a really good way to work together in our community. So I'm really sad. I'm so sad that I missed it, but I know that it was awesome.
0: I always have a special place for High School Musical because my son, (laughs) who's a... Very funny, like dry sense of humor, Very. comedy. He always asked me. He's like, "Dad, you played basketball, right?" He's like, yeah. He's like, "Did you sing and dance on the court?" I'm like, "No, son. This is a high school musical." So anyway, I thought that was funny. But it
1: would have been cool if you did. It
0: totally would have been. So anyway, uh, summer is over. Mm. I know you can tell because instead of being 104 degrees, it's now 102 degrees outside. <laughs> but summer be. is over and school is starting. So what we want to have a conversation with today, and I'm not going to lie, folks. Our guest was a no-show, so we're, gonna, <laughs> we're alone. We're alone. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about what your child does when the school bell rings and they're yeah. out of school. Yes, it's a
1: scary time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's a, it's a, you know it's funny because I feel like my kids have run through we we have experienced COVID in a rough way. My youngest, when we were actually just talking about this last night, my youngest is going into third grade. He has never known a school year without COVID. How crazy is that? Wow like it interrupted his kindergarten year. So he's never known a school year without COVID. And that year, I don't think
0: this year is going to be here. <laughs> no,
1: I, I don't think so either. Um, but it did kind of impact what happened before and after school. Some of our programs did not operate at full capacity for a couple of years. Um, some of our programs were not able to be on school campuses for a couple of years. And so it really has made a difference. So this year for the first time, he will be at a uh, on-site location at his school before and after school um, for the first time and he's really excited about it because he knows from experiencing what they do in the mornings before school that after school is way more fun yes, yes that's <laughs> they have true. way more fun they get their homework done which is great as a working mom i want him to come home with his homework finished but they also get to do clubs And activities and all kinds of stuff that, you know, to really maximize that hour, those hours after school so that when parents come to pick their kids up, there's kind of a, you can breathe a sigh of relief. Don't have to worry about some of
0: those things. So anybody that knows Ashley or I um, are familiar with Children's Services Council, we always say the five priorities. I'll be honest with you, I've already said it twice before <laughs> coming to the studio to groups. Uh, but the priority of keeping kids off the streets, that encompasses our after-school programs. And we say it's keeping kids off the streets because if you have a elementary, middle, or high school student, depending on when they get out of school and when you get out home from work, you know, we don't want children unsupervised, no. particularly at the younger age, but also at the older age, right. because kids will find something to do. And sometimes <laughs> their judgment isn't always the best, right. uh, respectfully. <laughs> and so, why not have them have an opportunity for them to go somewhere after school where it's safe? Uh, it keeps them off the streets, but it also provides a, a learning environment, a positive social environment. Um, where they can grow as a student and a a young adult or child.
1: And if you listened to our show last week, you would also know that the staff in those after-school programs is highly trained to ensure that they've got good relationship building happening with those kids, which really sometimes is a big part of what they need to decompress from their school day.
0: So I've got so many thoughts running through (laughs) my mind. So first of all, uh, for those People who are like Sean Ashley after school programs would get it. Uh, why they're so important, and, and I'm just going to go from a, a public safety standpoint. Yeah. And I don't mean to get kind of negative here, but from a public safety, if you talk to law enforcement, law enforcement will tell you that juvenile crime peaks between the hours of two and seven. Now, I want everybody who's watching think <laughs> about when when school gets out and when working parent get parents get home. That's that space between two and seven p.m. So we make available. Uh, programs. It's our largest category mm-hmm. that we fund, uh, uh, locations across the county where kids can go at relatively almost no cost almost or, or no considerably cost. cheaper than you could on the private market. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Ashley, when a child goes to an after school program that's supported by the Children's Services Council, we know a couple things that's going to happen. One, they're going to work on their homework. Yep. Um, you know, and to your point, because, you know, you know, my, my children, uh, my daughter did not go to an after-school program. And I can't tell you, I don't want to say battles, that sounds negative, but how many struggles and nights of crying and mm-hmm. trying to get homework done and honestly just... just Getting them to get it done, yep. um, and then much you know if they're like I don't understand, and you see a half page of notes and it's an algebra <laughs> problem, you're like oh boy. Uh, but so at all of our after school programs, they work on their homework. So um, they have tutors there. They have a lot of lot Often of them have teachers, teachers there yes. to work on that child with the homework. So when you come pick that child up. You don't have as much stress. So you can concentrate on quality time with your child. Yep. Not that doing homework isn't quality time, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but also, they work on the pro-social involvement. Yep. So, And I say all this because all of our after-school programs have common outcomes, uh, and those common outcomes. And this is what they work to make sure that all the kids attending do. Maintain or improve their academics. No delinquency or school discipline referrals. So they're working on making sure that you know, making good choices, making good. Thank you. (laughs) Making good choices. And third, that they're attending school um, because you can't be successful in school unless you're actually in school. Um, But all of our programs work on that and they have a very high success rate um, and they're spread throughout the entire county.
1: Yeah. And I, I would just say, you know, we're kind of talking globally about them. We have individual programs in our If you will, there's, I want to say 17 of our annually funded programs, Um, but, but each of them, we talked about end it as being one of the ones that has like a specific focus for the performing arts. Um, But we also have other programs that focus on individual things. So I actually saw on Facebook believe it or not. Um, The ARC of St. Lucie County is advertising. They've got openings in their after-school program, and they specifically target children that have an IEP. So if that happens to be your child and you're looking for a safe place for them, that's an opportunity for you. Um, We have other programs that target kids with emotional behavioral disorders. So that could be a place for your child. So there are some specific um, individualized, if you will, kind of hook or I don't know, like factors involved in some of our programs. So if there is something that your child is looking for like that specific, um, look through our list. I would just encourage you to take a look at the website, look through the list. You're welcome to call our office and ask questions if maybe you don't know which one is the right fit. Um, But I promise there's something for everyone. And to Sean's point, they're located throughout the community as well. So whether you need something close to home or close to school or close to work, we can pretty much check all of those boxes with our programs.
0: So, I don't have my glasses on, but I did. <laughs> did I you count? I I counted 19 locations.
1: Okay, that yeah, that sounds right.
0: 19 locations. And, and the other important part is, you know, if you were, and you know this because you've, and, and I've done it before a while back, if you go to a private pay, and I'm not knocking private pay, but if you go to private pay, before and after school care, that's what, $60, 70 $80 a week? Easily. Easily. Uh, most of these are much less expensive because we... One of our focuses when we look at after school care is we want to remove obstacles for families. Sometimes there might be a small fee because mm-hmm. they want some parental buy-in, because you you know you don't value something as much that you get for free as, yep. as if you had to pay a little <laughs> bit for it. So there might be a little bit of buy-in, but it's accessible and they work with all families in regards to the economics of that household. Yep. Um, and you know, and the other thing that we didn't talk about is. We talked about all this technical stuff, but they actually have fun there. <laughs> they do. <laughs> we need to emphasize that, right? They actually have fun in these after-school programs.
1: They do. And, and I would encourage you, to, if there's one that maybe you're considering for your child, um, call them. Take a tour. Tell them that you're interested. They're really good about offering those opportunities to parents. Um, you can also talk to them about if there are any fees incurred. A lot of times, as Sean mentioned, there might be a registration fee at the beginning to help pay for some materials, some of them may um, have a transportation fee if they're picking your child up from school or bringing them home. Um, so it does vary between the programs, but there, there really is something for everyone um, and a lot of really fun things that the kids get to do. And again, I want to point out that those relationships that they get to build, um, there, there are some amazing people that work in these programs that Sean and I have the privilege of knowing um, but they work really hard to make sure that the kids are safe and cared for and happy um, before you come to pick them up. And so that's really important.
0: A little secret sauce <laughs> to what makes a program effective. It, it doesn't really, I mean, the programming, you know, you've got to attract the child and make sure that they stay there. Um, and it's got to be entertaining and educational. But the secret sauce to any program, and you just mentioned it, is the relationship that child builds with the adult. The more adult, positive adult, Uh, relationships a child has uh, their trajectory for success is higher so we hopefully as a parent or grandparent you have that relationship Um, but you know an after-school program becomes almost like a second family a lot of times to these kids Um, because think about it they spend all day in school and then they spend you know from 2 to 6 p.m with somebody five days a week that's 20 hours a week they bond. The staff gets to know the kids. They get to understand, you know, what's bothering them. You know, when they're in a good mood, bad mood. But more importantly, it becomes that extension of you of the parent mm-hmm. uh, with that staff. So that's why it's so important.
1: And actually, what you just said is a good reminder. Um, if you didn't get to see our show or listen to our show from last week, we had a really good conversation with Chris White from Tykes and Teens, um, who actually works with the staff in all of these after-school programs to train the staff on trauma-informed care, which we kind of dabbled a little bit in last week, Um, but talking to them about what are some things that we need to be paying attention to. If a child comes in and is really upset one day, like, how do I handle that as a staff person? And so Chris and her team work with all of our after-school programs on making sure that that is happening and that those staff can identify some of those things and know how to handle them and maybe have that conversation with the parent. Um, But I think it's really made an impact on the Whole child well-being of the kids in these programs.
0: So again, as Ashley mentioned, if you don't know what your child is doing when school's out, <laughs> you're like farther away than normal. I know. If you if, you're, if you don't know what your child is doing when uh, uh, school gets out, and you as a working parent, let's say you get home at six p.m. and your child gets out at three o'clock, um, go to our website cscslc.org or call us at four four zero eight. Don't call ourselves in there often. Seven seven two four zero eight. 1100 we can show you where to find that information you can call the site that you're interested in and i'm glad you pointed it out make sure that you take a tour of that that facility and bring your child with them yeah um because you know a lot of them they're spread throughout the county but a lot of them are within you know reach of each other if you will oh yeah so something might not really appeal to your child there but you know you know, a couple miles away, there might be another place that your child might be interested.
1: Yeah. And I, again, you know, um, I don't think that we can understate the fact that the purpose of us supporting and developing these programs is to make sure that the cost is low for you. And so if that is um, a concern, again, call us, talk to us about it. We'll, we'll have a conversation with you about what might be the best fit. Um, but also, our programs are also acutely aware of the situation that our parents are in in our community, and so they have options, too. And so don't overlook sending your child to an after-school program because you're afraid of something like that. I would hate for your kid to not have an experience because that was something that you were worried about. Um, please reach out to them. Reach out to us. and.
0: We'll Co- see what we can figure cost out. Cost and quality. That's yes, what we emphasize. <laughs> so, cost and So, we've got a, a couple of minutes left. Um, I, I'm not going to go through all of these because we already <laughs> said we had 19. But obviously, and you can't see them. <laughs> and I can't see them. I, I know most of them. I already have them memorized. But Boys and Girls Club, obviously, um, is throughout the entire community. We support the clubhouses. What that means is not the school-based ones, but the clubhouses that are spread. I believe there's seven, six or seven locations throughout the county. And I think it only costs $25 a year.
1: I think that's right. I do think, and this is a conversation that we're having within our programs, but some of them are asking for help with the transportation costs, which right, right. you know, given right. gas and right,
0: <laughs> life obviously. at
1: the moment. Um, but I think I think it's a twenty-five dollar registration fee, and then possibly some transportation.
0: And then I, I just going to mention a couple. Of, we already mentioned End It, and I, I will emphasize: if you're like Sean, End It sounded fascinating, but my child is kind of shy and introverted uh not for long not for yeah <laughs> not for long because it's very much a family atmosphere but there are roles for everybody so you may think oh performance my son would never get in front of people at the sunrise well there's people that work on the sets there's people that clear the sets
1: and the cameras to, and the cameras and, and
0: the lights so keep that in mind and particularly for middle or high school students um i also want to mention Lindsay school of the arts because we're talking about arts uh they offer uh dance photography music Guitar, Guitar, all that drawing. stuff. Uh, that is an after-school program and Future Generations, where they actually learn musical instruments. Um,
1: there's so many. So many of them. Yeah, Alpi <laughs> Frontline. There, there's so many, and again, each one of them kind of has their own special thing. So if you're having a difficult time deciding, or you can't figure out what might be the best thing, please call us. We'll help you.
0: <laughs> right. And then the the last thing that we want to talk about. And I'm going to let you look for the phone number. (laughs) The last thing that I want to talk about or we want to talk about, we talked about after school programs. Hopefully we've emphasized the importance of after school programs and that you need to consider uh, enrolling your child in one and consider our programs because of the quality and the cost. Uh, But the other thing that we want to talk about is, and you mentioned it you know, your son hasn't been through a year without COVID at school, right? And so that's, that brings up health issues, right? Um, and we help support the school nurses that are in the schools. But another thing that we do, if your child does not have health insurance, and health insurance is important for immunizations, and trust me, kids run in the walls. Sometimes they don't always bounce back. <laughs> Sometimes they break something. Uh, you need to have a doctor, and that starts with health insurance. If you do not have health insurance for your kid, near your child, I should say. There's something called Healthy Kids. It is a subsidized child uh, health insurance. It's actually federal through the state. We help fund the Navigators to help families get enrolled. Um, Give them a call because chances are it's cheaper than what you're already paying now or you might get the subsidized version and there's no deductibles.
1: Correct. And that that number is 772-464-9617.
0: So Ashley, we've come to the end of the show with no guests.
1: We did. But yet we covered the time <laughs> and
0: we covered the topic. So we want to thank you for tuning in and listening. We're grateful for our partnership with WLX-TV. But it's also, if you're watching us on TV, a weekly radio, radio program every Sunday on 104.5 The Flame at 10 a.m. And if you're like, Sean, I'm not getting up that early or I'm at church at that time, you can download the podcast version of the show. Just look up Children's Services Councils. I'm sorry. Just look up Community Connections with Children's Services Council on uh, your uh podcast (laughs) app, including even Apple. We're fancy like that. Always Apple. (laughs) And a reminder, folks, thank you for tuning in and listening, that it's our children, our community, our future. Now more than ever, folks, we're all in this together. We'll see you next time.